Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 534. And The Fix with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, listen. There's a winter weather, uh, weather advisory in effect going on right now. There's a little bit of snow out there. Uh, accumulations about 1 to 3 inches, a high of 29 today. Tonight, clearing, low of 15. And then for tomorrow, mostly sunny. And a high of 28. About 24 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. By the way, uh, today's podcast, if you're going to be listening to it later on, brought to you by Marcotte Ford, the got you back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. Code word Alexa is coming back. 7.50 this morning, give you away the code word. Maybe it could be worth a uh, Amazon Echo Pop. That's like brand new technology. We happen to have some of that. And other things to do today, too. Facts and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. This week, it's David Bowie. It's just about 5.50 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, snow showers today, 2 to 4 inches possible throughout the area and a high of 26. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It's 20 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Holly, uh, Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, I went and saw it over the weekend. What? The Mean Girls movie. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Was it as unforgettable as the first? You know, uh, well, no, the first one was actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed that one. Um, this was, uh, I didn't realize it was a musical. Oh, like gee, the really? whole thing is a musical, and it's like how do you ruin a perfectly good film franchise? I you turn know. it into a musical. It, that's like the the thing now. Everybody wants to turn everything into a musical. I want to see Oppenheimer as a musical. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. While people are you know while people are showing their X-rayed bodies as uh, you know, wasn't Schindler's List supposed to be set to music? Yeah, I don't know if that would have would have worked that well though. I thought Brian's song would have uh, benefited from a big song and dance number. Uh, at the World Trade Center with uh, Nicolas Cage, I, I believe the original screenplay was him going into tap. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, Saving Private Ryan didn't really have a showstopper. No, no, no. I, I, Think about how it could have benefited from a big song and dance uh, routine at the end. They really need to turn these movies into musicals. Uh, I just, I don't understand this, like, Tina Fey. Tom Cruise did it. It, Did you see the the Top Gun movie or no? No. Okay, so Tom Cruise at the beginning of the movie is, like, just appears and wants to thank everybody for all the work that they put into this movie. Well, Tina Fey does the same thing with this movie. And not in, like, a a tongue-in-cheek funny fashion. It was just... Hey, I just want to thank everybody for coming out to the movie theaters. It's like it's like this thing that this trend that they're doing now, which is stupid. This pandering stuff. I don't know. Just charge us the money you were going to charge us for the ticket and just play the movie. Nobody really cares that you come on and thanking us for watching it. On behalf of all of Paramount Pictures, thank you for spending all that money in overpriced popcorn and overpriced soda. Yeah, and you know what you should be doing? You should be apologizing for this piece of crap that you're about to watch. That's what she should... It shouldn't be a greeting welcoming everybody. Maybe they did it because they wanted to soften the blow of what you're going to be sitting through for the next 
two hours. I guess so, but still, it's just uh, what an awful movie that was. While, I can't believe I paid that money to go see it. While we waste the next two hours of your life, just know, thanks. We appreciate it. it and it's the same story as the original, and then Tina Fey and uh, Tim Meadows are in it as the same roles. Yeah, it's well, just that's... A, it's just a derivative of the story that they, even though the, all the characters are the same. I think derivative is probably the key word to the whole thing. I think so, too. Probably. Uh, did you go to the Emmys last night? Or did you watch them on TV, at least? Oh, hell no. The 75th Emmys went down last night, and host Anthony Anderson recruited his mama, Doris, to cut people off when their acceptance speeches went too long. Doris was sitting in the off in the audience near the front, and when people went too long, she stood up and told them to wrap it up. That's actually kind of funny. That's good. Jennifer Coolidge was the first winner to face her wrath. As uh, funny as the bit was, John Oliver made it even better. When his show Last Week Tonight won the Emmy for Outstanding Scripted Variety Series, he thanked all the appropriate people, but then he said, quote, I'm not leaving without getting played off by Anthony Anderson's mom. Then he proceeded to start naming the players on the Liverpool soccer team just so he could go over his time. <laughs> Another one of the show's highlights was Christina Applegate coming out to present an award and getting a much-deserved standing ovation. Uh, then she jokingly scolded the crowd for shaming her and her MS by standing up. That's like a joke? Well, she has MS. So. I understand that, but she's... <laughs> She can take it, I guess. I guess. Uh, the show also featured cast reunions from several shows, including Cheers, Grey's Anatomy, Martin, The Sopranos, All in the Family, and Allie McBeal. Who? How did they do the All in the Family one? It was just Meathead and... Uh, and Gloria. And Gloria. Well, maybe maybe the kid. Remember they adopted that kid? Right. Stephanie? Yes. At the the latter, after, uh, you know, and then what's-her-name died? Right. Yeah. Stephanie played by the unflappable Danielle Brisbois. Is she uh, still around? She I don't know. still around. Elton John wasn't at the She's ceremony. She's probably 70 by this point. But he completed his EGOT. You know, that's the Emmy, the Grammy, the Orifice, and the yes. Taint, I believe. <laughs> Elton John. He's <laughs> had success in all four. Oh, yes, he has. Why is your ring finger brown? <laughs> uh, Elton John, farewell from Dodger Stadium, won an award for Outstanding Variety Special. The night's big winners were Succession and the Bear with six wins each. And the limited series Beef with five. Well, and John had a beef, I think. Yes, he did. I don't watch these award shows I, at I've, all. I've stopped. I've stopped watching. Weren't we told by a corporate guy that we need to watch these things? Yeah, except, you know, uh, we got lives in the middle of this. And, and frankly, yeah. this we're not that kind of show. No, no. We're not that kind of people. Don't you want to know? I do. Shannon Doherty has a list of people she does not want at her funeral, and it's way too long. Quote, there's a lot of people that I think would show up that I don't want there. Their reasons for showing up aren't necessarily for the best reasons. Like, they don't really like me. But they will because it's the politically correct thing to do, and they don't want to look bad. I want my funeral to be like a love fest. I don't want people crying or people... To privately be like, thank God that bitch is dead now. Do you ever go to a funeral for someone you didn't like? Yes. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's not very it's, fun. It's not. But you But you behave yourself out of respect for the people that are not dead. Well, you have to. Yeah. You know what? And it doesn't matter at that point because they're dead. 
It's not like they can do anything more to you. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shannon also says that God she wa- bless this freeloading bastard. She wants her ashes <laughs> mixed with her dog and her dad. Huh. Well, how are you going to tell which one's which? I don't think you need to. You know, I always think, I like, how do I know that the ashes that came back from that funeral home are the ashes of your loved one? It's a good question. You don't know you that. You don't know. Uh, it's like the guy chimney sweeping. You don't know if he's really doing it. He's just there. <laughs> anyway, Kim Kardashian is being criticized for being needlessly wasteful after someone posted a video on Reddit showing that Kim had wall-to-wall pink carpeting installed in her mansion when she had that. Uh, remember I was talking about the birthday party last week? It was yeah. a Hello Kitty-themed birthday party. Ah, uh, okay. That's why everything was pink. Well, she must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was criticized for showing this much wall-to-wall pink was when Ray J fed his stuff a luff of Gus to my panty mogwai in that s- midnight, after the, midnight in that sex tape. Was, the panty mogwai? Don't feed it after midnight. Don't feed it after and midnight. And never soak it in water. I got my movies. I, it's hard for me to come out with some of this stuff. Caitlin. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, whenever I got that down to Dirty With Your Mother, Chris Kimball once had a weekend full of games and music. First we got the blood flowing by playing a little pickling balls. Then we played the gas classic game Red Light, Cream Light. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Finally, it was time for an intense game of Cornhole. Turns out there's more than one game. With <laughs> and after all that, it was time to calm things down. So we lit a fire, laid out the bearskin rug, and got into each other while listening to the soothing music of the great British folk singer, none other than Mr. Splat Stevens. <laughs> Oh, it's a wild world out there, I'll tell you that. And that is your Hollywood. I think his name is Musa or something now. And that's your Hollywood treasure. I'm going to do that. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? So. Here's a question for you. What do these four things have in common? Jimi Hendrix, John Bonham, Mama Cass Elliot, and the Dallas Cowboys. They've all choked on their own vomit. Actually, it's a trick question. Cass Elliot died from a heart attack, but I think you get my point. As you know, my beloved Green Bay Packers obliterated the heavily favored Dallas Cowboys on Sunday by a score of 48-32, thereby eliminating the Cowboys in the postseason yet again. And of course, because the Cowboys were such a humiliating disgrace, it took no less than 2.6 seconds for the internet to blow up with memes suggesting that Bill Belichick was on his way to replace Mike McCarthy by halftime. Well, I hate to break it to you, dejected Cowboy fans, but Bill Belichick is never going to Dallas unless his next team is playing against them. Why? Because I cannot, under any circumstances, imagine Bill Belichick working for a meddling crybaby like Jerry Jones. It's just never going to happen. However, Bill Belichick is already being interviewed for other head coaching positions around the league. For example, he's already interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons to replace the recently fired Arthur Smith. That would make Bill Belichick the sixth candidate interviewed by the Falcons to fill that position. My question is this. How exactly do you interview a guy like Bill Belichick? Do you ask the guy for references? Do you ask him about his qualifications? Do you ask him about his strengths and weaknesses? Or do you just hand him the set of keys because he's Bill freaking Belichick. 
You already know he's not much of a chit-chatty conversationalist. He does, however, know a little bit more about professional football, which is something that Atlanta hasn't seen very much of in the last six years. But I can tell you this. He is not going to Dallas. Because despite his alleged genius, I think he's earned the right to not face more disappointment in his life. And as you Cowboy fans are already aware of, your team hasn't seen a conference championship or inside the Super Bowl in 29 years. Which, I should point out, was seven head coaches ago. Sorry, Cowboy fans, but I think Bill Belichick's all set. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Your bird lover? So is Catherine at the Palmer Rockies. KT Binders Bird Seed is the uh, KT Songbird Blend. You buy one, get one free at Rockies. Plus good people, bird lovers like Catherine and Palmer. And rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Wait for this to kind of play itself. It's 23 out seconds, Steve. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of time. Man. Ooh. Ooh. A strong finish. Strong Here finish. we go. Here we go. Here finish. we go. Shh. Shh. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611, and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be snowy today with uh, 2 to 4 inches possible, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. More so in the hills, less so in the valley, that kind of thing. 26 for a high tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It is 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Here's the saddest part Uh of a snow day today, and there's Mm -hmm. plenty of schools that have uh, canceled uh, today, is you wonder whether anyone who goes to those schools... Like a like a, a teacher or a parent uh, is sleeping in because otherwise they might not have heard the code word of the day for code word Alexa. Your chance to win an Amazon Echo Dot coming up around seven fifty. We also have tickets to the auto parts swap and sell at the Big E this weekend. Oh, oh yeah! Shut the front door. You do not want to miss an opportunity at that. Get the flock out of here, Bax. You telling me there's an auto uh, parts swap and uh, snatch or whatever it's called? What's it That's called? That's uh, the the swap and sell. Swap and sell. The swap and snatch is a different event <laughs> at a different time of year, and it's not at the Big E. I forgot Mingles is closed. <laughs> That used to be that used to be the only thing in West Springfield that was but, a swap and snatch. Yeah, but that wasn't yeah. the thing that was being swapped. No, no, it was not. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I I'm a big fan of this uh, this Instagram page, the Springfield MA sucks, and um, somebody they're reposting a, a post that that somebody had put up on Facebook. Okay, right? and the guy asks if Keith Lee comes to Springfield, what spots y'all recommending? Now Keith Lee is a mixed martial art arts guy. He's also a food critic and he's on TikTok and he's very popular. Okay. Right? So they they want you you know it's kind of like the the pizza guy, the Portnoy uh Dave Portnoy. So this is the same thing. This guy just goes across the country and goes to different restaurants and tries to, you know, give his reviews on it. But it's, but actually, it's, but it's mixed martial arts. Yeah, he'll punch a, he'll punch a chef it, in the throat if he has to. It's actually pretty entertaining, you know, some of the videos that he's got there. But anyway, somebody says if uh if he comes uh, to Springfield, what spots y'all are recommending? And then somebody noticed Wong Wok 
uh, liked the post, right? Okay. And then when they realized they liked the post, that somebody said, uh, "Yeah, uh, they're gonna need it. They're gonna need it because their food is trash." Like as saying, like the Wong Wok's food is trash, right? That's not very nice. And whoever's running the social media, oh, God bless whoever's running this person at the Wong Wok social media. It says, uh, hey, responding to this guy, not as trash as that haircut you got there. Oh, snap, right Right in his face. And then, so then, later on, Wong Wok puts up a thing on their Facebook page, use code haircut at checkout for a free roast pork lo mein. (laughs) (laughs) I love when they do that. Yeah, and then somebody had written, uh, well, a couple of us would like to know uh, to the Wong Wok, uh, who would like... Well, a couple of us would like to use you for marketing, so we want to know who's behind this page. And the Wong Wok responds, I heard it was a team of social media specialists that work on large national retail brands and companies. Please DM me. You know, so they're they're like... Wong Wok is hiring a big company to do that? They're joking. It's, yeah, it's I was going to jo- say. It's a joke. It's a joke. But it's I think it's funny when people get trolled like that. I, yeah, but what I love is like, okay, someone, someone trolls somebody. But the one being trolled snaps back and owns the place by the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's like uh, walking into a. It's, it's like owning the boardroom in an '80s movie. Yes, you know, like oh, I, I just uh, showed all these guys. Here. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with Wong Walk at all. I haven't been there in years. Either have I. But I. But uh, my last recollection it was uh, it was decent, very good. The uh, you know we talked about Chinese food last week. Yeah. That uh, that peacock. Have you been there yet? Since they redone the place. Not since they've redone it. You should go over there. Let's it's, go. It's ver- Let's do it. Okay. Well, we can't today. No, today we got the we got a lot of things going on. We can't on. tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's no good. Either. I got things going on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. And then Marty wants us to go do that petting zoo thing. Eh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know do about that. that. Yeah, it's a, but uh, but but yeah, the uh, the the peacock mm. Chinese. You are you are raving it. We well you the three of us, two of us. You and me and another guy yeah. went uh, a while back, mm-hmm. and the food was very, very good. It was phenomenal. It's always been good there. It's always been the closest Chinese food, because I'm from New Jersey originally. Yeah. And there was something about- Which is like uh, like being in Beijing. Sort of, you know, especially when you you, know, you get to that Chinatown area in New York City where they, uh, they mm-hmm. make the, the Chinese food. They don't, like, that. the chicken fingers weren't a thing ever. That's like a New England thing. Of course. What? Why? There are certain there are certain things on a Chinese restaurant's menu that are only there because Americans eat that stuff. Right. It's not. It, it's not uh, something that ever gets served in China or any other Asian country. Yeah. It's something that only Americans will eat. Yeah. It was. Uh, there was, there was this place that we used to go to when I was a kid called China Royal, and my dad wouldn't order it ahead of time. He would take me in the car down to the restaurant, then uh-huh. order the food and have like two or three martinis while he was sitting there waiting for the uh, the food to be done. Really? Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's what a responsible dad does, isn't it? My mother would be like, why don't you call and so it'll be ready when you pick? No, no, no. It's easier to sit there and wait for it mm-hmm. because they know you're sitting there waiting for it. The food will come out quicker. Well, the food took an hour and a half just like it did for everybody else. And uh, I just remember getting the little umbrellas from my dad's drink. I used to love those little those umbrellas. Like, yeah, yeah, that was like the coolest thing. You know, it's not really Chinese food. What? Fortune cookies. Really? Not really. Not uh, not really Chinese. 
Well, how do those people tell their future then? By looking in the newspaper right. to see what's up, like everybody else. Like the astrology. They, they're, yeah. look, they're looking at the uh, the astro- astro- whatever that, astrology. Exactly. Libras. Yeah. Things like that. There's a lot of stuff that uh, is just simply not uh, not Chinese. Uh, the well, Crab Rangoon. Not going to find that in China. That's Chinese. Uh, Popularized in the U.S. during the 1950s. What about General So? Mm, not really Chinese that's that like much. Our, that's like our Colonel Sanders, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. 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 Generals, colonels. Uh, yes. Even Egg Fu Young is not uh, really something you'd find in China. Well, what is traditional Chinese food then? Not stuff that you would find coming in a cardboard box with a metal handle. So I bet you going to like the uh, the specialty places are the one. That's like the stuff you'd probably find in China. Yeah. At a restaurant. Probably. Yeah. Not. Uh, I know people who have been to China. And have been have uh, had the actual Chinese food, and some of it is like stuff that Americans would never put in their mouths, like bull penis, bull penis, uh, you know, monkey brains, that kind of thing. Yeah, Delicious, yeah, yeah. You know, very filling. I'm sure it is. Actually, I don't really know if it's monkey brains. I don't know if it's a deer penis. I really don't even know. But it's but this it ain't it ain't what you're used to. Well, we should go on a Chinese food tour of the area. I'm all for it. I love Chinese food. You know what? Because that's that's the thing. I'm limited to only what I know. So if I don't know that there's another, like, give me some suggestions in Connecticut. Some Connecticut Chinese food. I'd like to go down there. You know, uh, Windsor. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, some somewhere that's close enough for me to drive. I think we should start here in Western Mass and then branch out. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, we'll start here. I'll tell you what: if Portnoy can get a big deal out of the uh, out of the you know everybody knows the rules, you know one bite uh, and that's it. Yeah. You know, doing pizza, we should easily try Chinese food. What I mean, think about it: you go to a place like Palmer. There's nothing in Palmer but Chinese food and liquor stores. Yeah, but not every Chinese food place in Palmer is all that bad. How many Chinese food places are in Palmer, Mass? Three hundred and forty Chinese food. Palmer, Mass. Because there seems to be quite a bit. Yeah. There's one, two, three more places, it says. One, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five Chinese places in Palmer alone. Uh, I've uh, mentioned the China House in Palmer. Quite good. That's a good one? Yeah. The China House? Yeah. Not not only uh, is it good, I know of a certain restaurateur that I've seen eating there. Oh, really? And it's not his place. Who are you talking about? I'll tell you after off the air. Is it Gene Shallot? All right. All right. It's Gene Shallot. You're absolutely right. It's a film critic, Gene Shallot. Well, I'm just uh, I'm just trying to figure out who it would be. Who would be the restaurant? A, a guy who may have had a part in a substantially large Chinese restaurant in our area. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the places that are just like little, like, on the street, like you can't sit down in there. You can only pick up and take out. I don't like those. Oh, I don't know. It it all depends on the place. It depends on what they're making. Like sometimes you go and you can tell that they're selling like frozen egg rolls. Nobody made these. Who was it? Was it Anthony Bourdain who said it? I think he's right. The best Chinese restaurants are the ones that are loaded with plenty of dank and uh, darkness. The ones that are not heavily um, uh, decorated because they're too busy focusing on the food rather than the decoration. Yeah, see, that was the thing. We talked about this last year. There was a there was an actual like owner of an Asian restaurant, and he said, 
look for the Chinese restaurants that have three stars on their Yelp review. Because Americans are expecting, like, the best service and the best decor. Yeah. When actually the food is better at those places than it is at the ones that pump all their money into the uh, the decorations. That's a, that's a good point. It is a good point. Well, there you go. There's my Chinese food review. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock at 628. And the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's, uh, well, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's really good at it, and I don't know nothing about weather. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about the uh, Amazon Echo Pops that we're giving away uh, a little bit later on this hour, but you may want to be paying attention around 7.50 this morning for your chance to get the code word. Now, how long do those pops take to freeze in the uh, freezer? When you, you, don't put a, you don't put them in the freezer. It's not a pop? It's not like an ice pop? Nope, nope. It's the latest. Uh, they've gone for the Amazon Echo Dot. Yeah. To the Amazon Echo Pop. What does that mean? I don't know. I haven't uh, read the manual. You haven't read the manual? No. I oh. haven't had the chance to read it, oh, and uh, but I'm sure I will. We can't all read the classics now, can we, Captain Highbrow? Would you like to laugh? I would. <laughs> all right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. 53 millionaires walk into a bar to watch the Super Bowl. Okay. And the bartender says, whoa, it's the Dallas Cowboys. What can I get you guys? Ah, <laughs> you see? Because they did not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> they suck so bad. Backs and Nagel in the morning on Rock Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's your Western Mass News first on 632. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A twin-engine plane flying out of Westfield Barnes Regional Airport crashed into a wooded area on the Greenfield-Leiden line Sunday afternoon, killing all three people on board, including a Southwick woman, according to a statement from state police. The Southwick woman was Frederica Ballard, 53, the president and lead instructor of Fly Lugu Flight Flight Training School, which is based at Barnes and owned the airplane. Uh, The others uh, killed were William Hampton, 68, of Indian Orchard, who was a flight instructor, and 29-year-old Chad Davidson of Woodstock, Connecticut, who was a student pilot. The plane, a Beechcraft 55 Baron Twin Piston, uh, was located at approximately 12.33 p.m. on Sunday in a small clearing in the woods, Within the Leiden Wildlife Management Area, the three occupants, all of whom were within the crashed plane, were determined to be deceased by Greenfield firefighters and American medical Mm -hmm. response paramedics who responded to the area of the crash. State police say the plane left Barnes at 11 a.m. on Sunday and proceeded northerly to the Greenfield area. The Beechcraft disappeared from radar at 1125 in the Leiden Wildlife Management Area. Uh, Authorities began searching for the crash site at approximately 11.30 a.m. after dispatchers received 911 calls from dog walkers in the Leiden and Greenfield reporting a plane that appeared appeared about to crash. Uh, Troopers from the State Police Crime Scene uh, Services section processed and documented the crash site. We'll have more information on that as as the days go on. Uh, On what would have been the 95th birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Springfield residents learned the next police superintendent will be the first black man to lead the department. Mayor Dominic Sarno announced the promotion of Deputy Chief Lawrence Akers to police superintendent to the hundreds of people who gathered at the Mass Mutual Center for the annual MLK Junior Celebration. 
I'm proud to be the first black person to lead the uh, police department for the younger people coming up. I think they see a face they can relate to that maybe they have uh, never been able to relate to in the past. While Sarno said he is thrilled to appoint the first uh, black police superintendent, he said it's a- it is Acres' honor, ethics, and experience, not his skin color, that made him believe there was no reason to look outside the department to find the successor, successor to Superintendent Cheryl Claprood, who is retiring this spring. Well, congratulations to uh, the deputy chief Acres, now Superintendent Acres, and congratulations to uh, Superintendent Claprood. She's been talking yeah. about retiring for. A long, long time. She was going to retire before she became chief, yeah. if you remember. And then, you know, stayed on when, you know, the job became available and then they wanted her to take it. Yeah, but she's like the den mom of the Springfield police. Uh, she's got one troubled kid who keeps leaving the keys in the car, mm-hmm. uh, getting the car stolen. She's got Ryan Walsh to put through college. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a hard job. Telling all these cops to kick their elbows off the table. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, listen, uh, that, kind of, that kind of stuff needed to be done. And then uh, Grandpa Akers comes in and uh, takes care of everything. All right. All right, you little scants. <laughs> Get in line, damn it! Well, we'll see what he does. He's so a congratulations. I, I met him at the uh, the ride to remember uh, back in September. Okay, very nice guy. Uh, I, I, I'm, I know I've met him. I just can't place where. I know I've met him. Did you meet Mister? Uh, did you meet him, Mister Acres, in Sixteen Acres? I don't believe I was in the Acres at the time. It's Acres, Acres. That's right. That's his section of town. This is my section of town. That's why it's named after me. There used to be 16 of us. Now there's only one. Yeah, it's spelled differently. Yeah, yeah, but it's pronounced the same way. That was just like a derivative of the name, Acres. I believe that's a homonym. Yeah. Uh, Is that what it's called? A homonym. Yes. Uh, It's no joke. Humorous and quirky messages on electronic signs will soon disappear from highways and freeways across the country. The U.S. Federal Highway Administration has given states two years to implement all the changes outlined in its new 1,100-page manual released last month. Who's reading all 1,100 pages? I read like five pages. I'm falling asleep. It includes rules that spell out how signs and other traffic control devices are regulated. Administration officials said overhead electronic signs with obscure meanings, references to pop culture, or those intended to be funny will be banned in 2026 because they can be misunderstood or distracting to drivers. You know, I'm a, I, I'm a kind of driver that likes a good laugh when I'm on the road. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm driving, I'm not paying attention, then all of a sudden I see a sign and I start, oh, I have to hold my ribs because I'm laughing yeah. so hard. Yeah. But if you spend millions and millions of dollars on these signs, and there's lots of things that they could be posting on these signs that would be helpful to motorists, yeah. I'd almost prefer that than a good gag. The one on 91 doesn't even work. If you're driving under that one that's like in front of uh, or going into the front of MGM when yeah. you're driving 91 North, the the sign's all screwed up. It's supposed to say something, but the thing is cut off. It's like the digital thing is not working right. So what's the point of even having it if you're not even going to put – you're trying to make jokes on it. How yeah. about fixing the damn sign first before you do that? I like those signs that tell you how much time you got or how much time it'll take you to yeah. get to a certain exit. That's the way. That's what it was intended to do. But they, there's somebody. There's no real time updates of these things. You know, hey, there's an accident ahead. Maybe you want to get off at this exit instead. See, that would be helpful. Yeah. But turn your blinker. Use your blinker. Use your blinker. That I no kidding. 
Uh, I learned that when I got my license. The U.S. DOT said signs should be simple, direct, brief, legible, and clear, and only be used for important information such as warning drivers of crashes ahead, adverse weather conditions, and traffic delays. Seatbelt reminders and warnings about the dangers of speeding or driving impaired are also allowed. So you can't, you know, don't drink and drive, blah, 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 put your seatbelt on. Among those that will be disappearing are messages such as, use your blinker. Visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. That was from Ohio. Yeah. Don't drive star-spangled hammered. That's from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of that going on down there that In they Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yes. Uh, hocus pocus, drive with focus. That's from New Jersey. And uh, hands on the wheel, not your meal. That's from Arizona. I think uh, one of the things uh, that foretold how disastrous this whole thing would be, early on when they start, first started putting these things on, they were telling you to remove the barnacles from your boats. Yeah. I'm driving on a highway. I'm not really thinking about what's attached to my boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not in, I'm not in my boat. Wait. I'm on the highway trying to yeah, but drive somewhere. I'm not thinking about how, how do I get rid of the nasty barnacles? They don't want your zebra muscle. That's what it is. Yeah. They don't want the zebra mussels coming from one lake in Connecticut over here into Massachusetts or from lake to lake no matter where you are. Well, I understand that, but uh, that's, that is that is not the time or the place to announce that law. Arizona has more than 300 electronic signs above its highways. For the last seven years, the state DOT has held a contest to find the funniest and most creative messages. Anyone could submit ideas. Drawing more than 3,700 entries last year, the winners were... Seatbelts always pass a vibe check, and I'm just a sign asking drivers to use turn signals. That's the best you've got. (laughs) Out of 3,700 entries, that was the two best that you came up with? I mean, there's really no thought to the... There's no no setup. There's no real premise. There's no punchline. There's no tagging. There's no callbacks. What is this? The humor. Amateur hour. Uh, the humor part of it, we kind of like, said Representative David Cook, a Republican from Globe, uh, that's Arizona, told Phoenix uh, TV station, uh, I think in Arizona, the majority of us do, if not all of us love this kind of humor. He said he didn't understand what the fuss was all about. Why are you trying to have the federal government come in and tell us what we can do in our, in our own state? Listen, these people who don't understand what states' rights versus federal rights are, the highways are federally regulated. And if they're funded by the Federal Highway Administration, then mm-hmm. they're the ones that get to make up the rules. Not your stupid uh, blinka. What a dumb message. The whole thing is dumb. You ever talk to anybody from a highway department? I try not to. I don't even understand them half the time. I don't have my highway to department to English dictionary. I know. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And they get the worst sense of humor. Yeah. Nobody over there has any has a sense of humor. We only know stand around a hole, watch man work, drink coffee, drink coffee all day. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's all they know. And they throw banana peels out on the highway like Mario Kart. Crazy. You know? Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, the, the highway sign, they, they don't even work. Why, why don't you fix them and let them work? Now you're talking. Uh, police are asking the public to contact them with information on how a woman ended up being dropped off at a Bob's discount furniture store with a gunshot wound Sunday evening. Officers responded to the Bob's store on Providence Highway, uh, just after, this is in Dedham, uh, just after 5.15 p.m. after a woman was dropped off. 
First responders treated the unidentified woman at the scene before taking her to a hospital. Police said they're unsure how badly the woman was hurt, but they did not think her injuries were life-threatening. The circumstances related to uh, how and where this party was injured, why she was dropped off at this location, as well as identifying other involved parties is actively being investigated. That's what police wrote on social media. Anyone with information about the incident is asked to call the Dedham police. Is it possible that maybe she was shot and then rather than go to a hospital, she insisted upon going to a Bob's for like a, a man's chest or some end tables? Well, you can get the whole Yukon set for nine ninety nine. That's the sofa, the chair, and the love seat. And, you know, sometimes those, uh, those deals expire at a certain time. You don't want to miss out. Yeah, it was a Martin Luther King Day sale. You didn't want to miss that. Gunshot or not, uh, you know, to me, I would probably go to a hospital first and then go furniture shopping once I've made a full recovery. I wonder if they have uh, gauze and uh, first aid equipment in that Bob's uh, Cafe up there with the free ice cream. Do they still do that? Anymore? I don't even know if they still do that. Uh, I think COVID probably killed a lot of that stuff. Do they still have the pit? I don't even know if they've got the pit anymore. I don't think they... I think they got rid of the they pit. They removed the pit yeah. and then added more furniture. Well, because... Uh, yeah, I understand. You know, I, yes. I, yeah, I'm just just trying to trying to get my point across here. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, this lady. Uh, uh, do you need medical assistance? I doubt it. <laughs> Are you going to survive? I doubt it. <laughs> what are you What are you going to do if you're sitting on couches? You got to hope everything you sit on is scotch guarded because you don't want to bleed all over the nice furniture. I just uh, I, like you know I don't know. This was obviously not anywhere near the hospital. I just want to know the mentality of the person dropping her off. Uh, listen, baby, I'm just going to drop you off right here at the Bob's Discount Furniture. <laughs> Somebody will take you. Somebody in there yeah. will call the ambulance for you. And they have cloth for you to clean up your wound. If you feel lightheaded, you could maybe lie down on a mattress or a yeah. bed or a box spring. Yeah, maybe that's what it Maybe it was like, all right, you know what? I know I'm going to be laid up after this gunshot wound after, uh, you know, probably for months. What is the best recliner to relax in with keep my feet elevated yeah. to keep that uh, the gunshot wound? From we were everybody like on a hospital bed. Some, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. No, but you but need a it. Baba Pedic. Now you're talking. Yeah, Baba Pedic blows the hospital bed away. Can you get a better deal than that? I don't know if you can. can I you doubt get it. it. Can you get a better night's sleep than on a Baba Matic? Baba Pedic probably cannot. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be snowy. Two to four inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley. More in the uh, the higher elevations. High of 26. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Daigle, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 651 and Queen with Bax and Daigle on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, snowy today, two to four inches possible in the lower Pioneer Valley, more in the uh, higher elevations, a high of 26. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, the Amazon Echo Pop is like the new radio for your home, and you can listen to Rock 102 by simply saying, Alexa, play Rock 102. Now, what I don't know is you can say, Alexa, uh, please uh, <laughs> please disable all other radio listening but Rock 102. I don't think you can get away with that. You should be able to. Uh, we're giving you a chance to win this futuristic, uh, futuristic little doodad by listening weekday mornings. We'll get out a we'll get out a different code word at 7:50 every weekday morning until January 26. All you got to do is go to rock102.com before noon each day 
Enter that day's code word for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. See, it's just very, very simple. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. It's code word Alexa for your chance to win an Echo Pop brought to you by Yingling Flight, the next generation of light beer, and Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about door dashing and all that stuff. Yeah. When you order food delivery now, you can usually customize the drop-off, like the contactless deliveries during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. A restaurant in the United Kingdom recently got an amusing request in the delivery notes section. It said, not quietly, I'm supposed to be on a diet. Oh, man, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. so funny. Yeah. Whatever the diet was, this was definitely a cheat meal. The order was for a nine-inch Texas barbecue-style pizza, a double chocolate ice cream waffle and chocolate sauce, and a Dr. Pepper. Well, at least mm. the Dr. Pepper is low in sugar. <laughs> it's not. Rest, it's the lowest, probably, of all the three yeah, of those things. The uh, restaurant posted a photo of the receipt and said they made sure the driver honored the request because they didn't want to, quote, betray the customer's trust. It's never stopped them before. Like how the customer was betraying their diet. Wow. I, um, again, I'm not going to use DoorDash. I, I don't trust these people, uh, as I said last week, the mentally unbalanced people handling DoorDash orders, mm-hmm. sticking their fingers in your food. Yeah, you're having a st- complete yeah. stranger hand you food. And then getting mad because you didn't put a tip on the receipt. Did you see the uh, the settlement that was announced on Friday? No. Grubhub has been ordered to pay $3.5 million in a settlement after the uh, District of Columbia filed a lawsuit over the food delivery service's alleged, alleged deceptive practices. For the workers? Uh, charging customers hidden fees and using deceptive marketing yeah. techniques to increase profits in violation of uh, DC's consumer protection laws. That's a that's a good point. You know, I uh, I did something uh, over the weekend because I, which I wouldn't normally do. Because okay. I didn't think, first of all, I didn't think it was available at my house because I live, uh, you know, where the banjos start playing. Right. <laughs> uh, I live all the way out there. Sure. Costco, you can get Instacart delivered to your house. From Costco? Yeah. So I did. And? I, not worth it. I don't think it's worth it at all. How much do you charge you? It's like 50 extra dollars. and then the, What? Yeah. And then some of the products are more expensive than you would be paying for in the store. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, Yeah, that's no. what I'm saying. It's like, and I was like, eh. Listen, I can't walk out of Costco unless I'm spending 200 well, bucks anyway. Well, that's, you know... It, the nice thing was I didn't have to go to the Costco. The bad thing is it costs like $50 more than what you would normally do if you'd just gone down there. And yeah. I should have just gone down there. Yeah, just the, just the, you would have saved money just in gas. Well, I got a discount because a discount. So it probably would have been a hell of a lot more if I hadn't had the discount for the first time. That's how they do it. That's how they grab you. It's, it. it's like a drug dealer. Uh, first time, yeah. We're yeah gonna first give you time like they'll give you a little percent off, little sample. But then the next time, I'm going to jack you for the real price. Yeah, we're going to we're going to give you forty percent off the first time. You want more? You come back and get this sweet stuff. You know that's what killed the narcotics industry. Yeah, uh, yeah, couponing. Yeah, but uh, taking competitor coupons were the worst things that could have happened. As convenient as it was, I'm. I'm not that class of people. <laughs> I'm not. You're better than this. I'm way better than yeah. this. And you know what? I can go get my own groceries. I don't need somebody to deliver them to my house. And you know what, Steve? Yeah. Going to West Springfield is not the worst thing no, you could do. You know what it was? It was like, uh, 
do I really like uh, Saturday? I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should. Uh, I got nothing going on the rest of the weekend. Let me see if I can go and, and go to Costco. Well, then I I go on the app, the Costco app. Yeah. And they're like, hey, same day delivery grocery. And then I click at mine. Mine's not same day. Mine's mine's a day out because we do live far away. So they had to. What are, what? They, were they dragging all the food in a sled in the in the woods? Yeah, to pretty get much. To yeah, over over the river and through the woods. That's it. Didn't you remember that story? Over the river and through the woods, from Costco to grandmother's house, we go. <laughs> That's how they. That was the original lyrics of that. And uh, it it's convenient, but it's not worth it. I don't think it's not, worth not not for it. that kind of charge. No, it's not. I guess maybe if I was sick. And unable yeah, to if you leave were house, my house. If you were housebound, yeah. then yeah, I can understand like, it. Like but we went through the COVID thing again, and I had to couldn't leave the house. Yeah, but you're, but you, that wasn't where you were at. You were at, you're just being lazy, like ninety eight percent of everybody that doesn't feel like going to shopping. That lazy day. or experimental? I think it was more of experimental. All right, so I guess if it were me, it'd be purely out of laziness that I didn't drive yeah, yeah. to say like Enfield. Right, but uh, that's yeah, laziness. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm going to leave that. To, I'll leave the Instacart to the, the upper middle class. It's 657 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley? This is View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service. And every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a fun fact. Saturday's wild card playoff game between the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs was the most heavily streamed live event in the history of live streamed events. According to the people who track these things, more than 23 million people chose to watch the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7 after having committed $5.99 a month to become a Peacock Plus subscriber. And for those of you who chose to uh, make that sort of financial commitment, let me take this opportunity to say thanks for nothing. You see, by increasing the Peacock subscriber base by tens of millions of people, you have now just validated the notion that football can now be enjoyed by extorting fans into paying for it, thereby ensuring that this sort of thing will now be happening all the time. Now, it is true that the game was shown regionally for people in both Miami and in Kansas City, but then it is also true that if you lived as little as 20 miles away from either town, you were then excluded from that free coverage. And so, by choosing to live in a more comfortable suburban area, you would be forced to pay for a subscription, a subscription to something you may never watch again. So why am I telling you, telling you this? Because if you've ever seen a map, you might discover that the Springfield metropolitan area is more than 20 miles away from both Foxborough and Boston. That means, on the outside chance that the Patriots would make the playoffs someday, you too could be shaken down for $5.99 a month to get peacocked as well. I should also point out that you're already a subscriber to the Sunday ticket on YouTube at $299 a year. You'd also have to pay for a Peacock membership, too. And don't kid yourself, folks. The NBA, the NHL, NASCAR, and Major League Baseball are all paying attention to this kind of thing. Which means that once you open the floodgate of charging people to watch stuff that they were getting for free, the people will wind up paying for it like a bunch of gutless sheep that everyone's going to start charging you for stuff that you shouldn't have to pay for. Because that, my friends, is what greed is all about. And thanks to those 23 million people, it appears it's going to be here to stay. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, everyone has different needs. I mean, you might need a mighty snowblower. You might need a mere ice scraper. Rocky's is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Ice melts, snow shovels. 
washer fluid, Rockies has got it all. Before and after the storm, it's Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710. And the talking heads of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, snowy today. Two to four inches possible throughout the lower Pioneer Valley. More so up on the higher elevations. High at 26 tomorrow. I can't tell you unless you pay me a subscription to the Rock 102 weather service. Uh, and I, Otherwise, you're not going to find out what tomorrow's temperature is going to be. Yeah, I would strongly suggest never doing that. Um, go ahead. You're not a, uh, you're not a, I know you're not a big football fan. Uh, no, I mean, I'll watch a game. Uh, usually, mostly the page. If the Patriots are involved, I'll watch it. Uh, sure. Otherwise, I could really care less. What I do know that you're uh, you're not a big fan of is uh, overspending on things that you don't need. Yes, I, I actually would never pay for an NFL game. The uh, Saturday's uh, AFC wildcard playoff game between Miami and Kansas City, uh, which was shown exclusively on Peacock, set a record for the <laughs> set the a record for the most watched event on any streaming service ever. Uh, 27.6 million people estimated watched that game. If you lived in Kansas City or in Miami, mm-hmm. you got regional coverage for free. All right. But if you lived beyond those city limits, and as little as like 20 miles... Yeah, we know a guy that lives 20 miles outside of the city of Miami, and he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it 20 miles away. Now, uh, you may say, well, what do we care about that game? Well, if Peacock was able to blow up their subscription numbers yeah. based on one football game, and Springfield, like I said in my view from the couch, is more than 20 miles away from Boston or Foxborough... There will come a time yeah. when you will have to pay to watch the Patriots play uh, in the playoffs. This is setting the precedent for pay-per-view. You're going to be having pay-per-view NFL playoff games. This is the uh, the first playoff game, uh, NFL playoff game behind a paywall. Here's the thing, the other part that I don't really understand. If you are a subscriber to the YouTube Sunday ticket, which used to be on DirecTV, now YouTube has it, at $299 a yeah, season. Yeah. You are not entitled to this game. You also yeah. have to pay five ninety nine a month for Peacock to have seen that game live. You know what? Shame on the NFL and shame on Peacock for doing this. Because it, basically the NFL is, they want these companies to outbid each other for the rights to broadcast these games. Oh, yeah. And here, you know, here's the thing. Okay. Even, let's just say, for example, you're not a big football fan, but it, you know maybe a, a fan of some other sport. Every other sports league in the world is paying attention to this model to see if people would, would bite, yeah. whether they'd be enticed to do it. Baseball, hockey, basketball, NASCAR, golf, tennis, you name it. Once they see that people are sheep and will do this yeah. regardless that, of the that, cost – they're all going to start figuring out ways to nickel and dime you to death for your patronage. That, and you know what? That is, in my mind, total horse crap. Well, it's not horse crap because it's it, the the real blame belongs on the people who are buying into it. If you don't buy it, they're not going to continue to do this. They're going to be like, oh, well, maybe we should just go back to the old way of just running commercials. And that's the other thing. What do you see during the commercial breaks? Are you watching commercials on the Peacock thing? So there are two 
tiered. There are, t- there are two tiers. So like you've had like Hulu, right? Yeah, yeah. You pay seventeen dollars for the you know the full thing and nine dollars for whatever. It's the same situation on Peacock. Now I don't know if they interrupt a live game with a a poorly placed commercial break. That I don't know because I didn't well be, didn't the, spend the money on it to to, to know for sure. But yeah, there are commercial breaks throughout the game. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, if you go to a, if you go to a live NFL game, they're all just standing around on the field because that's when the commercials are playing. Yeah, you know, when you, if you're sitting at home watching that. So, what are they showing you when you don't see? If I'm paying the top tier, I don't want to see any commercials. And I'm going to guess that in this situation, if you're paying the top tier. You're going to see commercials, but it'll be everywhere else that you get the uh, you know you'll get no commercials. I guess so. It's they'll a, find. A, I gotta believe they'll find a way. But it's it's to me it's not even about it, it's not even about commercials. It, it's it's validating this improbable greed that the NFL is is dealing with. Yeah. You. I mean, they're already making billion billions upon billions of dollars already. In order for Peacock to have gotten the rights to air one playoff game. They had to spend, I think it was $110 million for the rights for that. All that money's going to the NFL. NBC Universal spent $110 million for that one game, which they have made up for by the, by the fact that 27.6 million people were are about to spend $6 a month to have seen that game. Now, people can cancel it, but that's not really the point. And I'd love to know the cancellation rate after this game is is now complete. Well, usually when you when you sign up for a service, you're buying it for the month, and then that's it. Like, you're not... It's not like you're getting a discount rate just for signing up for one event. No, not in this case. No. They were charging the full but $5.99. They say 23 million viewers, but that also includes the NBC local market TV broadcast viewers. So how many people actually... This is where I want to find out how many people actually signed up to watch this thing. 23 million on Peacock right. and 27.6 overall. So that it, so that includes the 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 regional coverage. So 3 million of people the in the re, in the regional area watch the game and 20 million people subscribe to this thing. Yes. There's 20 million idiots out there is what there what there are. That that's ridiculous. A sporting event that has con- typically have been free in a way. It's the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, these are the most crucial games of the entire season. These are the season. most watched games. Yes. So you could sell the advertising that you normally do during a game. I mean, I, I wouldn't be happy if it were a regular season game and they were going to charge you. It's even more crucial to not do it during the playoffs. I think that's next. Doing the whole season. Hey, if you want access to the season, you got to pay for it. And that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, because like I said, if it, if it works once... And it's and, and it's and it's worked to this degree, where this one game was the the a record-setting streaming event. Yeah. Then of course they're going to do it. This is just the beginning. It's not an experiment. No, it's not a test run. This and, is the thing they're going to be doing. Yeah, NBC has you know paid the rights to do this again and next they, year. And they chose Kansas City because of this newfound love for this Swifty thing. This, oh, uh, this Taylor Swift thing. There's, you know, there, there's that, no doubt that they picked this specific game. Of all the games that, that that were out there this weekend, 
that was the one? Well, yeah, because of, of the of the buzz around the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey thing. Yeah, and I'm and I'm sure it was negotiated. We want that game. This is the this is the NFL. This isn't the UFC. We shouldn't be paying for special events for for football, which has typically been free for everybody. Well, you know what's what, what really bothers me is okay. I've got Netflix already. I got Hulu. I, I'm paying for a couple of others. You know, it's getting to the point now where if you're not careful and paying attention you could be spending as much if not more on your streaming services than you were on cable yeah which was the reason why people have been cutting the cord because of the the inappropriate pricing of cable television i'm down to one subscription that i pay for and that's netflix it's the only one that's universally used by everybody in the house yeah versus paying for hulu paying for a lot of those other ones I got I piggybacked off of, you know, other people's if accounts. It, if it weren't for live sports, I I wouldn't have cable at all. I mean, I just I, I just don't think I would do it. I think I would cut the cord and be uh, imperfectly happy. Now I know that some of the the uh, the streaming services offer you know football coverage, and that's that's great, but. Having to pay extra for it after yeah. I'm already paying for well, streaming but, services, but, internet service, and everything else—it just makes no sense. But 23 million customers paid for it, yeah, and that's the problem. They're not going to not do this now because this is uh, people are so dumb. Just don't pay it. How bad is it that you need to watch that game so bad that you can't just Google the the score to pay to avoid paying a monthly fee? It, to me, it's a certain kind of extortion. It is. You know, I mean, they're basically being shaken down for your money so you can watch our product, which but, is very important. It's a playoff game between Miami and, and, the, and the Chiefs. It's extortion, but it's stupidity on the part of 23 million people who signed up for that. I mean, if you're going to – you can't really complain about it if you bought into it. Yeah, but, you know, but, but here's the thing, Steve. I mean, we, it, it's easy for us to say that, and I think it's, you're absolutely right. But had this been the Patriots – had the Patriots been in the playoffs and that game was going to be only on yeah. Peacock Plus, for all of us who say, well, this is an outrage, I would never spend money on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if it were the Patriots and they were going to play in the, in the you know, a postseason game, you're going to be indignant. I mean, it's easy to be in, you know, say, well, this is wrong for the people of you know Miami or, or Kansas City or anybody else to watch that game. But if it, if it were a local game and you were excluded from local coverage... Everybody out here would be paying for it too. Weren't we went we went through this with just the regular contracts of the remember the the, the Channel Three and Hartford used to play the Yankees games and then yeah. you couldn't get them here in Massachusetts. They had to like black them out or something. Yep, it's the same type of deal in a way because you're now but now this is a pay per view uh, type of type of situation, right? But we've had that happened before where we weren't able to watch certain games even the Red Sox games aren't they like that you couldn't watch them out here because um you know yeah I mean there was a contractual thing right. with, with the cable with, companies and TVs with and Nesson yeah but now you can say well you know there's a couple of uh regular season games being played on Amazon on uh mm-hmm. on Prime that's true but it's not postseason and it's and, and this it's is a, a much more season game. It's a regular season game, and they're not always great games. 
Yeah, you, I bet you five years from now we'll be like, who wants to come to my Super Bowl party because it's $500 for the pay-per-view event? Yeah. I'm I wouldn't s- be surprised. I, I, that's what's going to happen. I mean, these are the same folks that are even talking about you know, scheduling the Super Bowl in London. I mean, it's idiotic. It's stupid. It should never be anywhere else but in the United States. I, I don't get that either. What? What? Who's Who's rubbing? Uh, there was there was a news story that came out earlier this yeah. year about how the N, the NFL is you know and they've been trying for years to get a, like a more international uh, you know expanding audience. And one of the things that they uh, was being discussed was whether they could schedule the Super Bowl mm-hmm. in a foreign country: Germany, Mexico, London. Why? I because of the money. It's all because what? of the money. Is there that big uh, NFL fans? Every in time, every time yeah. they play a game overseas, it sells out. They make extra cash by. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. If it weren't a if it weren't a money maker, they, they wouldn't even bother. But they make big money going overseas. I'm I'm sure. Like even when the Patriots played in uh, in Germany this year. Big money was made yeah. as a result of it, and they'll do it again. And if the NFL can find a way to crack a million dollars for anything, they will happily accept that that kind of cash. You know what? This is your own fault. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be going down. You know what? You should go down to MGM at the sports betting book and watch it on the big screen down there. Yeah, because you're gonna lose. You'll and you'll probably lose just as much money staying home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just paying for right. just paying for 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 for, uh, for Peacock. It's 723 at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 729 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, If you're going to be listening to the podcast later on today, you should know it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Neil Story. He's the former head of press for uh, Island Records. In fact, he's just edited the first of a multi-volume series of books. The first one called Islands, uh, The Island Book of Records, 1959 through 1968. Island Records became like the largest, most successful independent record company in the world. The ones that really took, uh, like, started with like taking reggae out of Jamaica mm-hmm. and promoting it all across the world. So Bob Marley was on that label. And uh, so was... Uh, Traffic and U2 and King Crimson and Nick Drake. And it's an amazing story. They're beautiful books. And you should check out the interview with uh, with Neil Story on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. I want to see that Bob Marley movie. Keep seeing the trailer for that. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks... Uh, all these uh, biopics. Is it bio- biopic or biopic? I think it's biopic. Because biopic sounds like I've just picked my nose. Well, that could be uh, a culture that you were picking to see Maybe. what kind of disease comes out of it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I've, I keep seeing the preview. Like I said, I saw Mean Girls the other night. Like Ooh. an idiot. Yeah. Did you go alone? You bring the kids. I brought the kids with me. I wouldn't go see it. I, I would go to a Have you ever gone to a movie by yourself? No. You haven't? Mm, not that I can recall. I used to go all the time by myself. Really? Yeah, because you can. If you didn't like the movie, you can get up and leave, and you don't have to worry about anybody else. True, but I've, uh, I've, uh, to the best of my recollection, I think I always went with somebody else. Yeah, no, I like to do things on my own. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be left alone for any reason. Well, I haven't, you know, I haven't really seen too many grown-up movies in the last, I don't know, ten years or so. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's mo- mostly have been like kid-based movies, and now we're moving into the uh, the teenage era. So this is like the teen movies uh, that I'm getting into. Right. Uh, but I would like to watch Oppenheimer. I just uh, that's not really one of those family flicks that you get everybody around. Hey, kids, come on over here and watch. What? Uh, what? Watch. watch Watch some guy invent this thing that decimates a bunch of other people. Really, you yeah. didn't uh, you didn't take it like your your kids when they were really young and expose them to no. some Tarantino films or something? No, no, we uh, we skipped uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, that's too bad. And went with Paw Patrol instead. Who no, who would have thought that? That's you know? not even the same. <laughs> <laughs> Seven thirty two news is next. A Rock one hundred two. Seven thirty five. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. Just waiting for my stuff to load over here. You're welcome, uh, Steve. The three people, uh, let me see. The three people who were killed in a small plane crash on Sunday in Western Massachusetts were identified Monday as part of a local flight school. State police said the victims were 68-year-old William Hampton of Indian Orchard, 29-year-old Chad Davidson of Woodstock, Connecticut, and 53-year-old Frederica Ballard of uh, Southwick. Uh, Ballard was the owner of Fly Lugu Flight School in Westfield. Hampton was a flight instructor for the company, and Davidson was a student pilot. All three occupants were found within the crashed plane and pronounced dead on scene by Greenfield firefighters. State police uh, said the plane, a Beechcraft 55 Baron twin piston, was owned by the Fly Lugo Flight School. State police detectives say they have determined that the plane had taken off from Barnes Airport in Westfield around 11.06 on Sunday morning. Uh, state police said dog walkers in the Leiden and Greenfield areas notified them about 11.30 a.m. that a small plane appeared like it was going to crash. The plane was located in a small clearing in the woods with the Leiden Wildlife Management Area around 12.33 p.m., Police said on Sunday that the crash location was in a clearing on the side of a wooded mountain on the greenfield Leiden town line. The NTSB and the FAA confirmed they were investigating after the uh, airplane crashed under unknown circumstances near the Leiden Wildlife Management Area uh, close to the greenfield town line. What a horrible story. Terrible. But, uh, very windy. It was very windy that day. Like, extremely windy. Very much so. So I'm not, uh, I'm not sure, you know. Obviously, people have perished. It's not something you discuss the logistics of yet, but it'll yeah. be interesting to see what the uh, what the reports are about that afterwards. Hey, a rap star, film producer, actor, entrepreneur, and Big Three Basketball uh, League co-founder, uh, Ice Cube was in Springfield yesterday. Yes, he was. The ice the uh, the artist received an inaugural Ice Cube Impact Award. How did they find parking down at that basketball hall of fame? That's I don't what know. I like to know. I you know I I <laughs> don't know because uh, you know there's just not enough. The award recognizes uh, Ice Cube's remarkable contributions to basketball and his commitment to fostering dialogues on inclusivity and equal opportunity. It's an award that I get uh, the first on, but we are going to give it out every year to people who've made the positive impact using the game of basketball. So I'm out here because it's a huge honor for me. And it's great to be able to interact with the community as well, expressed Cube. Well, someone with the Hall of Fame's got to do it. Uh, yeah, Monday's award presentation took place at the actual Basketball Hall of Fame. They didn't go to Mohegan Sun. Really? Yeah. I would have thought, huh. uh, you know, they didn't have enough parking there. They would have had to move this whole operation down. Yeah. Mohegan Sun's got a lot of parking. Well, you move something 69 miles away. <laughs> That's in the general area. Yeah. This? Well, but at least at least he uh, he agreed to come to Springfield. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a big dime celebrity who doesn't love Ice Cube, right? I love Ice I Cube. I love Ice Cube. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's good. It's nice to see that 
at least he was able to do something for the community. Yes, as opposed to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't say that. Right. You didn't hear those words coming out of my mouth. Uh, hey, look, we're just we're just staying here while our mom finds a new place. That's what we're doing in Springfield. We'd love to be able to go to a different city. <laughs> Birthplace, my ass. Dr. Seuss lived in California. He didn't really live here. He was only born he here. He was born here. Yeah. Uh, a 200-year-old tree in Westfield was torn down on Sunday, and the Episcopal Church of Atonement hosted an event honoring that unique landmark. We, Western Mass News, we. Western Mass News heard from people who had fond memories about the unique tree and what it means to the community. Uh, this tree has stood for nearly 200 years, said local resident Phil Sinken. I'm not exactly uh, certain how long it's been up, uh, but we're going to have it aged. It's a very good possibility this tree would have been here during the Revolutionary War. Mm. It was a little tiny little tree then. Just a little sapling. Mm-hmm. Now look at it. There's a giant, what, what is it, an uh, oak tree? Uh, I don't even know what kind of a, an old tree a 200-year-old tree. It doesn't say what kind of tree it was. Are they going to count the rings? Probably. You know how long that takes? That <laughs> takes a long time. Anytime I've... I, I'm not a very good uh, mathematician, so sometimes I lose count after like 10 rings. i got to start all over again. Yeah. Where someone will start throwing out numbers or Something talking like to that. me and distracting yeah. I start all over again from 1 to 200. People also shared their fondest memories of what that tree meant to the uh, Westfield community. Deborah Randizo said, uh, many people here saw it. As a member of the church, it's important to me. It's a tough for the entire community because we all have memories that uh, brought us back to our youth here. Mm. Yes. That was an outdoor mass. Outdoor mass yesterday? It was pretty chilly out there at 1130 in the morning. No, thank you. That's, I'd rather stay inside. Yeah, that seems that seems a little rough. Uh, an Ohio mother is bringing awareness to bullying at school based on whether or not a child has a name brand Stanley Tumblr. Mom Dana Motka uh, made a TikTok video that went viral saying her nine-year-old daughter was teased at school by other girls because she had a knockoff Tumblr cup from Walmart and not a real Stanley. Mm. Motka says she bought the Tumblr from Walmart for under 10 bucks, a cheaper alternative to a Stanley, which can cost as much as $50 on store shelves and resell for even more. Matka said her daughter thought the tumbler from Walmart was cute and initially uh, was happy with the gift. But then when she returned to school after winter break, Matka said her daughter came home upset because the other girls made fun of her for not having a real Stanley. Her nine-year-old daughter said around uh, ten girls in her class got Stanleys for Christmas. And they made sure to let her know that this is not a real Stanley, that this is fake and it's not cool, Matka said, pointing to the knockoff cup. Because her daughter was upset about being ostracized at school, Matka says she decided to buy her daughter a real Stanley that cost $35. That being said, before you come at me, if you're a mom, if you're a parent, and you can do something to keep your child from getting made fun of to help fit in, you're going to do it, she said. Matka stressed that while she could have afforded to buy her daughter a real Stanley cup in the first place, she didn't think a nine-year-old needed one. Hey, that's true. You don't need one. Yeah, yeah to My, me, the, the the one that deserves, I mean, no one deserves to be bullied, don't get me wrong, but the one that, uh, to me, would be the most under scrutiny is some nine-year-old kid coming yeah. to school in a, with a Stanley Tumblr. Listen, uh, there's a bunch of douchebags out there that uh, believe in this Yeti thing. Mm-hmm. Yeti coolers. Oh, I got a Yeti cooler. Well, you know what? That Ozark Trail one from Walmart that's a third of the price is just as good as that Yeti. And how long are you going away for that you need to keep stuff cold for three weeks? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, I uh, 
I, in my day, we didn't bring water to school. No. We drank from a water fountain, and you, a bubbler. And even the ones that were, remember all the kids that put their mouths on the nozzle, that oh, like yeah. the ones that didn't have the pressure coming yeah. out of them? Be- yeah, because you had to really get in there if you wanted to. You wanted to uh, you know, drink anything. I remember the day at school when they put in one of them bougie uh, stainless steel things with the refrigeration unit in it. Mm-hmm. Remember the, you remember those? I do. And that was the that was the best water fountain. That was at the front of the school where yeah. they just redid all the stuff. Back in my youth, you had to put your mouth on a big giant ceramic water fountain, a bubbler if you will, yeah. and uh, and drink that way. Mm, when you could taste the metal. You could taste goodness. the mouths yeah. of the previous 500 kids that used that same uh, that same thing. How that's how is that how we all got herpes? They say it's like it's like every almost every person on the face of the planet has some sort of form of herpes, and herpes not in the sexual, uh, you know, uh, well, desire we, way. I, I mean, chickenpox is a form of herpes. Yeah. I don't know if that's a desire I thing, don't, I don't sexual know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. annoyance, right. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but but because they say you know like you're passing all kinds of disease, doing it the old fashioned way. I understand that people don't like diseases as much as they used to back in the 70s and, and 80s. But uh, you know, if you were, if I were a kid uh, back then and I saw somebody bring a water bottle mm-hmm. in a backpack. You would make fun of that person. We would go after that kid like you wouldn't believe. Nobody had backpacks back then. We all held our books under our arms. And if it was 15 books... We did it. Did it, you have one of them straps that held the books together? Only dorks had the book straps. Was that like a belt, right? Yeah. Doesn't it look like a belt? You it put was, it around the books? Book straps, uh, uh, backpacks, yeah. and uh, any of that stuff. That was for weirdos. You know what? I had, uh, we didn't need like bags when we were in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Because you're really, like, what are you bringing home, really? You're not bringing, it's not like you're bringing books home from kindergarten. No, but you. But when you're in like high school, you're bringing, you're bringing books with a paper bag, uh, yeah. you know, cover on them that you made uh, at the beginning of the school year. Yeah, and that's it. Maybe but, and maybe, maybe your gym clothes. Yeah, but that's it. I had uh, I had this uh, cute little bag. It was a little plastic bag. It was like a, like a heavy duty plastic, but much like the shopping bags of today, the reusable shopping bags, but much tougher, a sure. little bit tougher plastic. And it had uh, Paddington Bear on it with his little blue coat and his little yellow hat and, mm-hmm. the, you know, a little bag that he was carrying around with him. I really liked that one until uh, till that son of a bitch David Jameson told me I was a dork for wearing that thing. And then, he, then we got into a fight at school. David Jameson. Yeah. Little crap. You know what he does us. now? No, what? He writes for uh, that, uh, that. It's a Huffington Post. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, I saw the name the one day. I'm like, I wonder if that's the same kid. And I click on that picture. It's that it's that soulless, redheaded, freckled person I remember punching me for making fun of that stupid Paddington bear bag that I had. You should write a letter to his employer. I should write a letter to an employer. I'm like, you know who you're employing here? What kind of people you hire? This son of a gun that you got working there? Man. Unbelievable. That's what it is. All my memories have been triggered. I don't know if I can go on with this newscast anymore. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, snowy, two to four inches possible, three to five if you're in the higher elevations. 
and a high of 26 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 22. It's 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. John Hazen here. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.53, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, snowy today with uh, 2 to 4 inches possible in the lower Pioneer Valley, 3 to 5 in the upper uh, elevations, high of 26. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It is 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, it's now time for us to uh, give you the first code word of the day for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. It's code word Alexa. And uh, what I'm going to do... I'm going to give you that code word, and then you got to go to rock102.com before noon today. And if you do it, uh, you could win yourself an Amazon Echo Pop. Uh, will uh, your chance to win, courtesy of Yingling Flight? But you got to be able to do it, and we'll be uh, choosing winners, random winners, every single day until the 26th. Today's code word, Steve, is is the word pop. Pop. Oh, like the very thing we're giving away, like the Amazon Echo Pop. Pop is the word today. Go to rock102.com before noon for your chance to win an Amazon Echo Pop. Brought to you by Rock 102 and Yingling Flight. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Jesus Christ is said in many places, including church and Bible study, right? Yes. But one mother in Tennessee said her seven-year-old son was written up at school for saying Jesus Christ. Shauna Coleman uh, said she got a call from her son's first grade teacher telling her the boy had said a bad word that day. So we was like, okay, what did he say? Okay. And she said, he said Jesus Christ, Coleman said. The disciplinary notice from Hope Sullivan Elementary School dated January 4th said, he said Jesus Christ when he dropped his Legos. He was cleaning up from recess. (laughs) The notice also checks off a box that said unacceptable language and another box that reads, had conference with student." Never in my life have I heard at a public school that you cannot say Jesus Christ. And she said it wasn't that he said the word. It was how he said it because he dropped the Legos. Coleman said she was not aware of any policy within the school district about not saying Jesus Christ. When the school district's documents were investigated, nothing was found indicating that Jesus Christ was considered profanity and Mm. not allowed to be said in school. DeSoto County Schools released a statement of response that said students within the district would not be reprimanded from simply saying Jesus Christ. Although district officials said they cannot comment on specific student situations, they said it is possible that the student could be corrected for a disrespectful use of Jesus Christ's name. All right. But if the kid is using the Lord's name in vain, won't he be judged in the afterlife uh, by... uh by God himself. Isn't the ultimate judgment still yet to come? I believe even God himself, even Jesus Christ himself says his own name when he drops a box of Legos all over there. When he steps on one of those in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I would think in the, in heaven people put their Legos away. You know, they, when uh, he gets, uh, you know, when he's going to heal the children uh, that he loves so much and yeah. he gets, he gets up to them and he steps on a Lego and he's like, me, me. I don't know if he does that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I. Uh, I remember because listen, pick, kids pick up things that you you say they emulate you. You know. Yes. And if, and, if, and if you're using that kind of language, then a kid is going to assume that's acceptable language. Years ago, we had uh, we had picked up this uh, wicker furniture set, outdoor wicker furniture set off a of Craigslist. Somebody was like. Getting rid of it, yeah. So then my wife had take took it and redid it and put cushions on it and all that stuff. And then uh, my daughter, uh, Buddy, 
uh, when she was like three years old. Yeah. She's 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 out there sitting on this thing, and she gets off the couch, and the and the cushion falls on the ground. And she picks up the cushion. She puts it back on. The cushion keeps falling off. No matter how many times she does it, she keeps putting it off, and she's getting visibly frustrated. Sure. And then she finally says on the last time, God damn it, and she puts the cushion back there. You could have heard <laughs> a mouse fart uh, with the silence and the dead stare I got from my wife going, hmm, where do you think she picked that one up from? And you said probably her mother? It was like O.J. Simpson. Uh, hey, uh, Look at all that blood all over your hands and who killed these two people over here? Uh, not me. I wasn't me. <laughs> not me. I'm gonna go take a ride with my buddy down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I as I put as I uh, discreetly put my hands in my pants so you can't see how they're filled yeah, with blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So look, the kids just pick up everything. It's uh, 758 a Rockwood. Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a question for you. What do these four things have in common? Jimi Hendrix, John Bonham, Mama Cass Elliott, and the Dallas Cowboys. They've all choked in their own vomit. Actually, that's a trick question. Cass Elliott died from a heart attack, but I think you get my point. As you know, my Green Bay Packers obliterated the heavily favored Dallas Cowboys on Sunday by a score of 48-32, thereby eliminating the Cowboys in a post in another postseason yet again. And of course, because the Cowboys were such a humiliating disgrace, it took no less than 2.6 seconds for the internet to blow up with means suggesting that Bill Belichick was on his way to replace Mike McCarthy by halftime. Well, I hate to break it to you, dejected Cowboy fans, but Bill Belichick is never going to Dallas unless his next team is playing against them. Why? Because I cannot, under any circumstances, imagine Bill Belichick working for a meddling crybaby like Jerry Jones. That's just never going to happen. What I am, however, saying is that Bill Belichick is already being interviewed for other head coaching positions around the league. For example, he's allegedly already been interviewed by the Atlanta Falcons to replace the recently fired Arthur Smith. That would make Bill Belichick the sixth candidate interviewed by the Falcons to fill that position so far. My question is, how exactly do you interview a guy like Bill Belichick? Do you ask the guy for references? Do you ask him what his qualifications might be? Do you ask him about his strengths or weaknesses? Or do you just hand him a set of keys because he's Bill freaking Belichick? I mean, you already know he's not much of a chit-chatty conversationalist. He does, however, know a little bit about football, professional football, which is something Atlanta hasn't seen in the last six years. But I can tell you this. He's probably not going to Dallas because despite his alleged genius, I think he's earned the right to not face more disappointment in his life. And as you Cowboy fans are already aware of, your team hasn't seen a conference championship game or the inside of a Super Bowl in 29 years, which I should point out was seven head coaches ago. Sorry, Cowboy fans, but I think Bill Belichick's all set. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Hey, you're a bird lover? So is Catherine of the Palmer Rockies. KT's Birder Blend and KT's Songbird Blend. You buy one, get one free at Rockies. Plus good people, bird lovers like Catherine in Palmer and Rock Solid Service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's snowing out there right now, two to four inches uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley, uh, more so in the higher elevations today. High of 26 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 22. It is 20 right now in downtown Springfield. How about another round of Am I the A-Hole? Yes, you are. 
Yeah, I know you like to answer that question, but I'm asking you if you want to hear the segment, not if I am actually an a-hole, which I all uh, I know already I am. Well, I wish you'd establish that early on, that you weren't talking about you. Mm. You say, am I the a-hole? I mean, my first response is going to be yes. <laughs> all right. Well, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Am I the a-hole? Yes. For commenting on my partner's lack of a hairline when he keeps making comments about my weight. We had a daughter last year, and I put on about 30 pounds. Now, even though I've gained weight, I don't think I'm fat. My legs have just gotten thicker. Anyways, he keeps making comments that I haven't stopped eating since I got pregnant. Yesterday, I was preparing a bottle for our daughter when he said, Why don't you move out of the way? You don't see you're big. He tried to play it off after and said he was just talking about my butt. It really hurt my feelings, so I said, at least a fat person can lose weight, but your hair ain't never going to grow back. Oh, oh, zing, pow. For context, he's 27, but the front of his hair and uh, the middle have thinned out a lot. He says he's very self-conscious about it to the point where he won't leave the house without a hat, and he'll turn around if he realizes that he forgot to take it with him. He's been angry at me since I made the comment, but I felt like if he keeps talking about my weight, then why can't I talk about his hairline? So, am I the a-hole? In my opinion, no. You're just... Listen. You're just responding to his hurtful criticism. Now, most of the comments are, are saying that both of you are a-holes. Like okay. Like both of these people. I can live with that, too. I don't really think so. I think that if you're going to be able to dish it, you should be able to eat it as well. Now, that I agree with. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going to be uh, walking around talking about his wife's big old butt, mm-hmm. she can make fun of him about his uh, balding situation. Here's what I've uh, what I've learned over the years, Steve. I don't know if you know this. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit older than you, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm sure you probably fa- uh, feel the same way I do. When a woman gives birth, okay, mm-hmm. um, and puts on a little bit of weight, you should not talk about her weight unless you are safely barricaded and have protective headgear because you, sir, are opening yourself up to a world of hurt. Well, uh, listen, uh, people go through uh, changes in their lives, when they, especially when you have a baby. This guy didn't even have a baby. He's losing his hair. I fluctuate 30, 40 pounds a day. When I lost my hair, I didn't blame anybody but myself. See, I would have blamed genetics. Was your dad bald? Yeah, you know, this is the the thing that gets me. My brother, who's eight years older than me, Mm -hmm. has a full head of hair. It's luxurious. It is. It's It's like a velvet carpet. You know? Yes. You want to rub your finger. Not that I want to rub my fingers through my brother's hair, but... uh, People have, or people uh, want to. Are any of your sisters bald? No, no. So you're the only one. I'm the only one who's bald. For whatever reason, you captured the male uh, pattern baldness genetics. Yeah, I got it. I Hmm. got the edge of it. See, I don't think that uh, it's anyone's right to to be critical of somebody else's weight. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just me being... uh, uh, a calorically challenged person myself that I'm, yeah. uh, you know, sensitive to that. But I don't think it's your, your right or your business to be critical of, of weight, especially someone that you allegedly love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Sounds like he doesn't really care. They know they're heavy. They know. Yeah. He they knows, don't need you to point it out. And just as uh, she knows she's heavy, you know you're bald. See, Baldy. 
You're fully fully aware you're bald, I'm right? I'm very aware I'm bald. I'm fully aware I'm carrying a few pounds. I don't even remember what it was like to have hair at this point. Anytime I've seen a picture of you with hair, it just doesn't seem right. Even though you that's because you don't you haven't you didn't know me then. No, I didn't know yeah. the uh, the hairy Steve Nagel. Yeah. I just knew the bald Steve Nagel. I used to have a perfectly uh, good set of good set of follicles on my skull here. And you know what? I never yeah. judged you on your baldness. You're bald. That's how I know you. I don't know. People judge me all the time because I'm bald. I wouldn't judge you. If, if, if how you many were Mr. To... Clean jokes have I had to endure? Not for me. No. You didn't get it for me. Listen, if if you were like one of these guys that was particularly vain about it and all of a sudden you got uh, like a toupee or uh, uh, like a transplant or some sort of hair looming that's yeah. going on in your head, well, then I might be more critical of that choice than a man who's just saying, you know what? I'm bald, and I'm going to live like a bald man. Do you see how this is kind of growing out a little bit because I haven't shaved it since, like, Thursday? Yeah. Uh, that, I look like that uh, that little magnet thing with the bald-headed guy. that you The Wooly Wooly. The Wooly Wooly, yeah. yeah. The Wooly, what is it, Wooly Wooly? The Wooly Wooly. Wooly 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 Wooly. Wooly Yeah, I look like that. If I had, like, a like a red thing with a magnet on it, yeah. I'd, I'd put hair all over you. We should draw hair on my head to see that what it would looks be, like. Yeah, that would be great. You ready for another one? Sure. Am I the a-hole yes. for, for not wearing a bra to my friend's wedding? Oh, my God. I, 23 female, have small boobs. You can't tell if I'm wearing a bra or not most tops, so when I can, I don't wear a bra as I find them uncomfortable. My friend Kate, 25, is getting married and asked me to be a bridesmaid. I accepted, and then she texted me privately to ask if I could wear a bra for her wedding as she doesn't want me to flash someone. I tried explaining to her that the bridesmaid dress she had picked out had full sleeves, so you wouldn't be able to tell, as the material is also very thick. Kate got really mad at me and my sister, and said maybe. And or, Kate got mad at me, and my sister said maybe I should just suck it up and wear the bra. I just find it to be a weird, invasive question, as you literally can't tell if I had a bra on in the first place or not in that dress, and I'm sure no one over there is staring at my chest. Well, you don't know that. Well, I mean, she's not the bride. She is not the bride, but uh, what's the big deal? Well, I mean, uh, you know, listen. Uh, Clearly it's an issue if. It's a, it's, a, it's a big deal for the bride. If that's what the bride wants, that's what the bride should probably get. But, I mean, you know, I'm not going to be indignant and say, I'm not going to your wedding because uh, you know, my, my bosoms need to hang out and flow free. Here's a, here's a good response. If she's bringing it up, maybe it's more noticeable than you think. She might not think, oh, I don't have a set of boobs. I don't need to worry about it. Meanwhile, she's walking around like she's Dolly Parton out there, uh, just letting it all hang out. You know. There's Sue Ellen Mischke. Well, she's flaunting society's conventions. Right. Uh, you know, the one thing that she um, she may not realize is that, you know, while she may be, um, her bosoms may not be large, mm -hmm. she could have nipples the size of kumquats. Yeah, that's true too. You know, it's, and all of a sudden they're they're you know, they're they're pointing in every possible direction. Yeah, and this person also is this really a hill you want to die on? She's not asking you to color your hair or hide tattoos. Is this worth threatening a friendship over? If it's that much of a burden to you, take it off after the ceremony and photos. Yeah, let it go free. Yeah, as soon as you as soon as you're done with the pictures, let let them yeah. all hang out. Let let them all let them yeah, exactly. Go, go, let them, release them. All right. Do you want to hear about a story of a s obsession or do you want to hear about a story of uh, taking care of somebody that you probably shouldn't be taking care of? 
Take your pick. How about uh, the obsession? The obsession one? Yeah. All right. Am I the a-hole? Yes. For yes. Uh, loving my girlfriend too much. I, 20 male, uh, or no, I'm sorry. My 20 male girl, I'm 20 years old. His girlfriend's 22, right? Okay. I've been dating for two years. Words can't describe how much I love her. She's awesome. Every day I feel lucky she decided to be with me. And the best part is she told me she feels the same. We're even talking about moving in together. I'm in a really good place right now. I thought words couldn't describe how much he loved her. I guess he couldn't. Well, some words do. My dad's stepmom and stepbrother, uh, his girlfriend, his stepsisters, uh, and, uh, and I were going to the mall today. I invited my girlfriend, but she said she was busy. She wasn't busy. She wanted to surprise me and coordinated with my older stepsister. So my stepsister told me to turn around, and I saw her walking. I ran over, pulled her into a hug, and kissed her. I was happier. It wasn't like I was in a sour mood and moping around all day. I was just happier my girlfriend was with me. Mm-hmm. I had my arm around her pretty much the whole time we were there. Later in the parking lot, my stepbrother's girlfriend pulled him aside. It seemed like they were arguing, and she ended up walking away afterwards. My stepbrother walked up to me and asked me if I was happy. I asked what he meant. According to him, I made his girlfriend dump him. Apparently, she said she wanted someone to love her the way I love my girlfriend. He was convinced I was purposely acting uh, how I was to break them up. Everyone else heard what was going on and came over. My stepbrother explained his side, which was pretty much just him saying my girlfriend and I may, uh, made his girlfriend dump him. And before we could defend ourselves, my stepmom started ranting at us. My dad stuck up for uh, us, and pretty soon everybody was arguing. My girlfriend and I left, and we went back to her place. I just got a long text from my stepmom that basically just saying uh, I should stop acting so obsessed with my girlfriend and that I was a major a-hole for ruining my stepbrother's relationship. Mm. I can't speak to how this relationship was before I introduced them to my girlfriend. All I know is they've been dating for four years, technically five, but they broke up for a year and got back together. I haven't been around them enough to know uh, that my stepbrother lives with my dad and my stepmom, and I live with my mom. I was only acting how I normally act with my girlfriend. I love her so much, and I think I should just be allowed to hug her in public. Dude, you gotta like tone it down a little bit. Maybe, but you know what? If you're if you're breaking up with somebody <laughs> because of someone's somebody else's relationship, yeah, you're kind of being an a hole. Well, it's like schmoopy, schmoopy. Yeah, I mean yeah. that makes everybody uncomfortable. You know, little you know pet names and you mm-hmm. know childish child like talk. You know that yeah. kind of thing. But if you're gonna base the uh, the strength of your relationship by comparing it to everybody else's, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. That that shows to me that you're a little insecure in your own relationship and a little insecure with yourself. And frankly, it sounds like this girl really isn't into the brother to begin with. If they broke up for a year already. Yeah. There was obviously an issue before this brother came along, stepbrother came along. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't uh, break up the first time because of your brother. No. But how disgusting is that? Yeah. And you have to watch people like, oh, being oh, all over each other. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm doing. Get away from people like that. <laughs> Stay away. It's a good call. Just walk by. That's a good call. I hadn't there, thought about that. And there you go. That's another round of Am I the a Yes. Stop it. 822 on Rock 102. Rock 102 and Aqua Pump are giving you a chance. 833. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. 
Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Three victims of the deadly plane crash in Leiden on Sunday have been identified. A Beechcraft Baron 55, which is the twin-engine plane that could hold five people, was owned by the Fly Lugu School. It crashed off of Oak Hill Acres Road near the town line of Leiden and Greenfield around 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. The FAA says three people were on board. <clears throat> the plane at the time of the crash, Greenfield police say no one survived the incident. According to the Mass State Police, all three of the victims have been identified as 53-year-old Frederica Ballard of Southwick, 68-year-old William Hampton of Indian Orchard, and 29-year-old Chad Davidson of Woodstock, Connecticut. Ballard was the owner of the Fly Lugo Flight School in Westfield. Hampton was the flight instructor, and Davidson was a student pilot. According to its website, the Fly Lugo Flight School team was a small one with just 10 members listed with all with a passion for aviation. Ballard was recently awarded Business West Women of Impact Award during their annual awards dinner in December. Uh, and people go on to say uh, nice things about how uh, yeah. nice this person was, who was uh, the flight school owner, and just a just a sad tragedy uh, all around. Uh, let's see. In Springfield, Springfield's police superintendent Cheryl Claproot is set to retire this year after 44 years of service with the department. Oh, you're going to make it to 45? Oh, my God. 44? 44? Yeah. 44. Man, that was, oh, God. That was the year after I was born she started. I'm sure that makes her feel good. <laughs> oh, my God. On Monday, Mayor Dom Dom announced Deputy Chief uh, Lawrence Akers has been selected to become the next superintendent. Akers will become the first American, uh, I'm sorry, first African-American to lead the Springfield Police Department, which dates back to the 1600s. Mayor Sarno made the announcement during the event on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Akers has served with the Springfield Police for more than 38 years and has been part of the Metro Unit, Special Victims Unit, Motorcycle Unit, Traffic Unit, Honor Guard Unit. That's pretty I much think, it. I think that's about it. He was also the first supervisor for the Gaming Enforcement Unit. That's where they went around uh, busting these kids with illegal Nintendos. Yeah, right. Bunch of kids playing Parcheesi illegally on the streets. Yeah. How'd you get the cheat codes to the Super Mario Brothers? Didn't you realize the princess was in another castle? How did you get there to the end so quickly? 44 years at the same job <clears throat> would put me at 73 years old. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell I'm going to be working at well, 73 years old. You never know. No, 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 no. I am not working here at 73 years old. What if you're uh, rolling in D's with a good-ass job? What if they uh, came to you and then... Uh, what if by some chance this place actually opened up their pockets and said, we'll give you more money to stay? There, there ain't enough money for that to happen. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. That that extends my, uh, my, my, my date by eight years. I think it depends on how much money you're talking about. Steve, I'm more than just a big bag of cash. I can't be bought. I got a lot more integrity well, I can be bought Anybody for some can things, be bought. Yeah. but as far as extending my career to the age of seventy-three, eh, never going to happen. So I, I don't think you. I, I don't think you people would want to listen to me for that long. I uh, I picture uh, Acres and and Ryan Walsh together, like uh, in the Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, you know, when Ryan Walsh says something stupid, you know, Acres is going to be like. Boy, when I get home, I'm going to punch your mama square in the mouth. <laughs> I cannot believe that you came from my loins. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I can see that happen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know uh, Larry Eggers well well enough. Uh, anyway, uh, Dom Dom stated, "Always the gentleman, a good man, a good cop, and a good leader. I have the utmost confidence in his ability to continue to leave our brave and dedicated men and women of the Springfield Police Department forward for the betterment of our community." All I told them was, "Don't leave your keys in the car while you're running in to get pizza." <laughs> That one instance could yeah. have avoided an entire uh, night of unfortunate events. Yes, that unfolded. So true. Over three towns. Good lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, Twenty-two news giving you driving in snow. What to know and how to stay safe. Yes, for those of you New Englanders who have never actually driven in snow since the age of sixteen. The snow has made its way back to Western Massachusetts this morning. Right now, some snow flurries are coming down, so it's not too bad at the moment. But as you can see, the roads are wet, and there's a light coat of snow on the roads. Even though that's not that much snow, it's still going to be pretty slippery during your morning commute. It's below 32 degrees out, so there's a possibility of ice forming, and we want to avoid accidents. Which uh, which news source is telling us this information? This is 22 News. They're working for you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. AAA reports that winter storms, bad weather, and sloppy road conditions. Ooh, I like when they use the word sloppy. Sloppy. Yeah. Are a factor in nearly half a million crashes and more than 2,000 road deaths every winter. So when you're out there on Tuesday, you might want to leave early to give yourself enough time to your destination slow down and go even slower slower making those turns. All these uh, schools are closed this morning. Yeah. I I don't know if it's bad enough to to have closed school. But you know what? Um... Why is it that every time there's a storm, local newscasters and reporters feel a need to remind us of how to drive in snowy conditions? Or or we'll do my favorite thing on television is to take a yardstick outdoors, outside the television studios, and push it into the ground so that you can see there's a full inch of snow on the ground. Well, you got to use a smaller one than a yardstick. You don't need a yardstick. You need a yardstick when the snow is over a foot and a half. Okay, but let's say, uh, okay, let's let's say, for example, that uh, Adam Stremko uh, has a tw- 12-inch ruler on his desk, mm-hmm. and, and that's what he does. Just to show you, uh, for those of you who have not opened your door or looked through a window, Here's how much snow we've got today. Ooh, it's a full inch. Ooh, how about according, that? According to my ruler, it's an inch. Can you pinch more than an inch? I just think it's uh, it's unnecessary. It's ridiculous. It usually is ridiculous. You know why, though? It's the easiest thing they can report on. Yeah. This is what I want out of you, meteorologist. Predict the immediate future, and I don't need all those visuals. I don't need you to be outside to tell me it's snowing out. I know it's snowing out. That's why I'm indoors watching you. Yeah, but don't you like it when they get in the car and they show you how bad the weather is by driving around in it? If I've already been driving around in it, I already know it's bad. That's why I'm choosing to stay home to watch the news. Yes, but wouldn't you be more apt to not go out if you turned on the TV and uh, saw that? What's her? What's uh, Taylor Knight? What if you saw that cute little Taylor Knight driving around in a car? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, look, it's snowy out. Yeah, you know what my first instinct is? What? It's not like, oh, my God, look how terrible the conditions are. My first instinct is... Shouldn't Taylor uh, be at work or at home? No. Rather than... You put the little snow bunnies in the car and you drive them around Springfield and show you how bad it is. She is a qualified news anchor. I, I, I am uh, loathe to call her a snow bunny. Oh, I call her a snow bunny. Her and that other one. Which other one? The blonde one. I can never remember her name. Right. Yeah. Yes. Collins. 
Kaylee Collins. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. It's like snowing out. Again, it's so you know, bad. I, I, I don't know if I really need all the obvious stuff pointed out to me. Show me some of the stuff that I may not have known. Oh my Telling God. me how to drive in snow is not news to me. It's totally snowing outside. You really shouldn't go out. Look, we're going to drive around, and my camera guy is going to drive, and I'm going to put the camera on me. I'll show you how bad it is. Look, we almost slipped on that snowbank. Isn't that crazy? This is snow. It's in my glove. You can see it. it, it please, uh, can we focus on the snow in my hand? Meanwhile, it's the, snowing outside. The road crew kid from the backstage is like, oh, my God, look at those big flakes. They're huge. They're coming down. It's like dandruff. Again, just tell me what's coming up in the immediate future. Do I have to wear a coat? Should I make sure my shovel is ready to go? That's all I need. That's all I need. All anyone needs. A uh, Southbridge man was arrested Sunday night for child endangerment after evading police with his 15-year-old son in the vehicle. According to the Rhode Island State Police, a bolo was issued across New England for uh, Jeep Cherokee Sunday night around 8.30 p.m. for a possible kidnapping in Southridge. Southbridge. The driver, 40-year-old Seth Parento of Southbridge, had allegedly driven off with his 15-year-old severely handicapped son after he made concerning remarks about the health of the child. The Jeep was later located on I-95 South in Providence. Troopers made an attempt to stop the vehicle, but the driver didn't stop headed into Connecticut. The vehicle re-entered Rhode Island uh, and was finally stopped on Church Street in Richmond. You know, uh, it's like trying to escape the cops with your kid in the car. Yeah. All right, little buddy. Sometimes you got to become a man. We're going on a police chase. <laughs> Dad, shouldn't you stop for those lights? No, no, son. They want to take you away from me. And I'm not going to let that happen. That's why I'm going to go interstate with you. Oh, boy. I'm going to go from Massachusetts to Connecticut to Rhode Island, back into Connecticut, and then back into Rhode Island. And that's where our story ends. It also ends with the cops, you know, shoving my face into the ground uh-huh. with handcuffs. An arrest warrant has been issued for a former Holyoke City counselor uh, who failed to appear at his Rhode Island court hearing related to child pornography charges. Oh, boy. 27-year-old Wilma Puelo Mota didn't show up Tuesday at a disposition hearing at Superior Court in Warwick. Puelo Mota's attorney uh, reportedly told the court that his client knew that he was expected to attend the hearing, according to the news outlet. Wilma faces a new uh, uh, slew of charges, including account of child uh, possession of child pornography after police say they found explicit videos and photos of a 17-year-old girl saved on his phone in May of 2020. According to Mass Live, the uh, girl told police she met Wilma, and uh, where they were planning to meet in person at a Warwick hotel. Wilma allegedly sent her payments via Venmo in exchange for the images. According to officials, he told investigators that he thought the girl was 22, even though she clearly said 17 in the in the first. <sighs> in connection to the child pornography charges, Wilma. Has always been uh, has also been charged with obstruction, forgery, and counterfeiting. He has pleaded guilty to those charges. A trial was uh, due to begin on January 16th, but was po- postponed due to the arrest warrant. He faces five years in prison if convicted on the child porn charge. Remember, this guy was like, "I'm fighting this all the way to the end. I'm mm. going to do this." Yeah, well, showing up would be part of you yeah, fighting back. That, that, that's that's part of it. Was this the plan all along? Yeah, because you know if. You know, you don't show up. That kind of shows that uh, you're not fighting that hard. Yeah, but, you know, this is the problem because he was released. I don't think he had bail. I don't think or he, he had a very low bail. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 
oh, we're, you know what, we'll just give you a little bail because you're a city councilor and uh, we put more trust into people like you than we do anybody else. Yeah. And then here you go. Here's the guy not showing up now. You should have held him. But bail is only set to ensure that you'll appear in court unless you're this guy and you don't well, show up. I mean, what a great way to uh, pull, uh, what do you, uh, pull a scroogey on the court. By pretending, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a guy. I've been showing up to all these court appearances until the very one you have to go to before your trial. Then you don't show up. <laughs> yeah, until the important one. You know, the one I'm required to go to. Yeah, he, he was at the ones you didn't have to. Uh, sir, you didn't. Wilbur, you didn't have to be here today. <laughs> I don't know, bud. <sighs> hey, Fred, what's on your phone? Bonnie, Wilbur's got uh, some stuff on there that nobody should be seeing. Uh, now, if somebody did that to Bam Bam, I would have to be, I would uh, have to knock their rock off their skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mr. Spacely, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Spacely. Spacey, you're mixing <laughs> two Hanna Barbera shows, right? Yeah, yeah. Jetson, Jetson, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. That that would be where the technology port piece came in. What do you have on your phone, Jetson? Oh, Mr. J, I didn't think he could stoop that low. Ruh-roh! Uh, yeah, well, now, yeah, now you're just adding all the characters in there. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, snowy, two to four inches possible throughout the Pioneer Valley, more so in the hill towns. It's uh, 20 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Attention, this is a special alert for all Americans. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 and Collective Soul with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, snowy today, uh, two to four inches in the lower Pioneer Valley, three to five in the upper elevation, high of 26. Tomorrow, Sunday with a high of 21. It is 20 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, so all week we'll be doing the uh, the code word Alexa, your uh, your chance to win the Amazon Echo Pop. Yeah, there's yeah. that. But, uh, you know, we're also giving away some other great stuff, too. Yeah, and that's uh, the Amazon Echo Pop's pretty cool. That's, that's all very well and good. But did you realize what's coming up this weekend at the Big E? Wow. This weekend is the auto parts swap and sell. What? I know. At, at the Big E. It's happening all this weekend. Everyone's excited about it. We've been, swap and sell? Yeah. We've been, uh, we've been talking about it for weeks. We, have, uh, we happen to have tickets to give away. A four-pack. So you can go with like your, either your whole family or you, you go by yourself or uh, you grab three friends or you go in and out like uh, a bunch of times, whatever it's going to be. Uh, imagine that going to the auto parts swap and sell. See, I, I, at Mingles, they used to have the swap and smell. It was, it's like, it's like going in your refrigerator. Uh, George Carlin used to do that bit where you go in the refrigerator and you're like, uh, you're looking at something in the foil. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Smell it. And if it smells okay, then it's still good. Yeah, could be meat. Could be cake. That's right. It's meat cake. You used to you, you pick up a swap at the uh, Mingles and you smell it. If yeah. it's good enough, you take it home. If not, you leave it there. But there was also the other part of it, which was the swap and burn. So you'd swap, yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden you'd have this burning well, sensation hey, for the know, next six it weeks happens. before it you saw a physician. Yeah. Anyway, we happen to have a four-pack of tickets to the uh, auto parts swap and sell at the Big E. It's very exciting stuff. Tenth caller right now at 293-1021. We'll get to go. So good luck to you from Rock 102. All righty. All right. 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 All
just realized what time it was. I wasn't going to go into somebody else. So, all right. 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 All right.